said one of the biggest news items released in 2018 surrounding uh, gambling what was what went on with sports betting development in america's sports industry today america's highest court has given the go-ahead to bet on We were hot this weekend, especially Garrett over here. Uh, Garrett, you know, how'd your weekend go? Definitely had a hot win streak, and uh, talk about it a little bit. Hey, a huge weekend. Uh, my bones were shaking. My pockets were getting low, and uh, I didn't fret. I dug my toes in. I hit the books, and uh, I hit a massive five-team parlay in college, uh, and then and then basically halved, or if you guys know what that means, halved to parlay in NFL. So. Um, yeah, I took a little dip there in week two, but now I'm, I'm sitting pretty good. I'm up well over 20 units, I think now, and, uh, took a lot of pressure off my back. How'd your weekend go? Yeah, definitely. I had a pretty good weekend, uh, overall in the weekend. I think I went six, three, and three, a bunch of pushes this week. I went two and one in the NFL. And then I had, I went four, two and three in college football, a ton of pushes in college football with like Minnesota was one of them. And uh, I can't honestly remember who the other two were. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty good weekend for me as well. It, it panned out pretty well. NFL, the Falcons really disappointed me. We had some uh, insane backdoor covers on some of the bets, you and I both with the A&M game. Uh, but, yeah, had a pretty good weekend overall. You know, made, made some money, was pushed on a little bit of stuff. I know uh, my dad got in a little bit, played a little bit, and he hit some big plays on, the, on Sunday. And uh, you obviously won like 8-0-1. Oh, uh, so definitely a great run. Like, guys, like I'm saying, he had a massive weekend last weekend. Uh, I think my total overall um, for, like, the podcast picks, I am in total 13-6-4. And, and I think I don't know what Garrett's exact number is, but we're both hitting at, like, a 70% clip right now. And in the sports gambling world, at a 70% clip, that's insane. Like, a, a top professional, like, sports better, hits at 60%. So, like. If you guys come into our stuff, you use the correct units. You don't go all in on any plays. Play smart. You listen to our picks. You're going to make some fucking money. And especially when we have a weekend like this, and you, hypothetically you took all of Garrett's picks, I mean, you would be cashing out like him. Yeah, and, that, and that's – honestly, I don't, I don't know what other people's experience on gambling is, but for me, because um, typically, you know, I'll tell you all my single bets, and then I'll typically wrap them all in a pretty cheap parlay. So usually how my seasons goes, I'm like – you know, barely positive or barely negative for most of the weeks. But there's those two to three weeks out of the season that, you know, like like this week that you hit a five team parlay and then then you have another parlay and and all of a sudden you've, you know, doubled or tripled your your bankroll and uh it can really change the whole season. So so yeah, you gotta be watching. Um you can't let up on one week just because, you know, whatever reason you you know, you didn't agree with the picks or whatever. If you're gonna do it uh, you got to do it, and you got to listen to the units and and um, and bet smartly. But yeah, for college, so I guess just a, a quick recap of, of how the actual games went. I know for my five team parlay, all of them outside of the A and M game were 
couldn't have been more spot on. The Ohio State game didn't even let a point to Cincinnati. Easily covered the 17. Iowa throttled Rutgers. Um, just, yeah, pretty much suffocated them the whole game. Maryland-Syracuse, which I thought Maryland was was superior, but, um, wow, Maryland was impressive. If, if not, you're not like impressed. that. Yeah, dude. I mean, they, they looked like a different level of team, seriously, from Syracuse. A completely different level of team from coaching on down. LSU had a pretty good week against Texas, which was about, uh, I think, what, what I had expected. Uh, Texas played very well. Nothing to hang their hats about. Um, but that A&M game, Tanner, uh, Christ, man. Uh, backdoor cover and a half to save the parlay. Um, A&M didn't play nearly as good as I thought. I don't, I don't know uh, about you, but they were definitely disappointing. Clemson was scoring at will. Yeah, yeah. I thought Jimbo Fisher would come in and do something like a little more. Um, a little bit disappointing, but I mean, in all honesty, they did what we thought they would do, and that's cover. And we were FaceTiming each other during like all day Saturday with these games going. So we had Purdue and Michigan playing at the same time. Uh, both of them in a dogfight. Michigan going out of the wire with Army. Then him and I were calling again during the A&M Clemson game. And some fishy stuff. Like we were talking, we were on the phone. Like, what is happening? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, the safety. There was a, A&M got a safety. And the refs are out. We just walk out here like, like and blow the call dead. They like it. Was, I don't know. It was just like the weirdest officiating and like the the process of which they went about to say like, oh no, actually we blew the play dead. I don't know. What what do you think about it all? Oh, it was it was. You're watching it, and it's like watching a presentation of someone who's like just unprepared. Like you could tell that they were making up as, as it went. So like you know, there's the clear safety, and then they say, oh well, it's an illegal sub. Well, then they show the videotape and like no one's even moving on the field. <laughs> like, like there's eleven people. Yeah, then they call and they're not budging. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and like the coaches freak out. Like we didn't sub anybody. Like freak out. They're like, well, we'll watch the film. And then after they watch the tape, no one is. Then they say, "Well, we blew it dead." There was no one blowing it dead. There was no sound of it going off dead. There was no players stopping on the field. No offensive or defensive players stopped to because of a whistle. Like yeah, it was a free what, play. It was but, literally but, a free play for Clemson. Yeah, but why would you? Why would they review it if there were players on the field or not? If it didn't matter, regardless, because of the you know the whistle blowing, blowing the play dead. It's like, why would you even review it? Right, right. And in, in most in most cases where it's blown dead, um, it, yeah, you're right. It never even gets to that point because it's okay. The play happens, and then it's you know they blow it dead. They put their mic on and say. Uh, the call, the play was was blown dead due to a timeout or whatever, um, you know, blah blah blah, and, and that's a fairly common thing. Like I've seen it done before, but never have I seen them review. Basically, go ah, shit, they didn't sub, <laughs> and, and then oh yeah, we blew it dead. Like that's literally how it went. Um, so I thought that was that was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but then it came down to the wire. Um, I thought AM had no chance of covering it at one point. I believe. But then as it got I closer, always believe. Yeah, as it, as it got closer, uh, the back door started looking better and better. And um, Jimbo drove down to the red zone. And he had to score. He had to score. Yeah, he had to score. And I saw the look in his eyes. I was like, dude, Jimbo is taking us to the promise. That's when I started to believe again. When he looked at the yeah, sideline. Like they were walking up the field. They were walking up the field, though, and like, they have timeouts, and they're not using them. 
But once they got within the 20, they're like, all right, let's start using these. Finally started to use them. Thank God. But yeah, the backdoor cover was beautiful. Um, so that was one. Ended up going for it on fourth, didn't they, if I remember? Yeah, and got it. Um, did they score the touchdown on that play? Yeah. No? Was that in the middle of the field? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Got the teddy. Yeah. That was great. Um, had some peaks. Um, me personally, I've had some low times. Uh, my mortal lock of the week and of the podcast actually did not hit the game. I was most confident about. Oof. Yeah. The game I was most confident about in a long time was Kansas versus coastal Carolina. And they come out and lose 12 to seven on the return of Puka Williams. Puka Williams' return game. I thought, you know, with him coming back, with Jimbo, like, they're going to get shit done. I mean, he had 22 carries for, like, 100 yards, no touchdowns. The quarterback, the, the issue was, honestly, the quarterback threw, like, three interceptions, and they missed three field goals inside the 40, inside 40 yards, and, and, and they got stopped for on fourth and one, like, two or three times. Like, just, like, everything that could possibly not, like, could go wrong, and that game did. Um, so. More, one of those games. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, I'll talk about it. I lost probably uh, more money than, than most. My two locks of the year, uh, not year, but my biggest bets of the year so far have been on that Kansas game and the Bears Thursday night game, and both have lost. So my issue is right now, you know, trying to lock in, stay consistent, and uh, making sure I don't, you know, push out too far on games, even if I'm real confident, because clearly when I'm real confident, I lose, but when I'm just kind of confident, uh, I win. So we're going to, you know, try to tone back on the big sizing, try not to go, you know, huge, huge units like I have been on two games I really like. And, uh, yeah, we'll just try to continue to go forward, progress throughout the season. It's all a learning process. Got to get better myself as I'm, uh, you know, talking about this stuff. I got the picks. I just got to work on, you know, the other things. And that I feel like that says a lot about gambling in general and what is a big issue with people, especially with people that are playing with the money we like around the same money we are. You can hit at a seventy to eighty percent clip, but if you're hitting these picks and they're like they're not worth much, and then you're going all in on big ones and they're not hitting, like you're not making money, you're probably losing money. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm pretty consistent. I made I made a couple some some money this year. Nothing crazy though, just because these two big bets really brought me back. But uh, yeah, um, after you know recapping last week a little bit, I say we uh, you got anything to talk about or you want to get into next week's picks here? Yeah, we can get right into next week. I mean, uh, NFL was was a pretty standard week uh, last week. The Browns are still bad. Um, the Patriots, oh my, yes. the Patriots so are happy. good, <laughs> and Miami's not. So those are really the only stories from yeah. week one. And Balt and Baltimore could be pretty good. That's another one. I feel like, dude, Marquise Brown, like. Hollywood! Him and Lamar yep. Jackson are good. Jesus. Yeah. Um, definitely was a good week. Uh, all the picks, like I said, went 2-1. and one, Ended up losing that Falcons game, and they looked miserable. The Falcons looked pathetic. I mean, I don't know how the hell they made it to the damn Super Bowl two years ago with how they looked with a majority of their roster still from that year on the team. Like, a majority of that team was on that Super Bowl team. Like, all their big-time players and wide receivers. Yeah, it was bad. It, it looked oh my, like they hadn't played for literally, a year. It was, wow. Like, last year, they didn't look great, I understand. But, like, I thought for sure there's going to be a back bounce-back year. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the picks this week, Garrett. Kick us off. All right. So, I uh, got a pretty solid slate. Um, obviously, feeling pretty confident. Um about this week after last week. So I'm I'm basically guns a blazing. 
Um, I won't give you every pick here. We're going to start trying to shorten down these podcasts because we're actually going to try to start having a little more live content here in the near future. So basically how this is going to work is we're going to give you the games that we feel most confident um, and talk in depth about those on the podcast. And then if you follow our Twitters, um, or the Twitter, which is at the fixes live of the show. Um, uh, you can get details on our other picks. Uh, I regularly tweet out, especially Saturday, Sunday morning, um, about that. So without further ado, that's how it'll be working. Um, this week, my lock of the week. I'll just get right into it because I'm so excited about this one. Oh, come out hot. Yeah, yeah. Come lock hot. of the week, dude. Throw the bank on this. Um, I think I'm going six units, which is the biggest single bet I've placed all year um, on Florida Atlantic minus three at Ball State. That's an away game, so that's a little worrisome. But um, this Florida Atlantic team, man, they've played two games now where they've been severely out, out-athleted um, and haven't been able to run what they want to run because, um, you know, for obvious reasons, when you're, when you're facing a defense that just out, out athletes you at every single position, it's hard to get space. Um, so I think, I think they're easily going to win by a touchdown, if not more, uh, coming up to Muncie, Indiana, uh, they're going to let off some steam after some, some pretty hard fought, even, even though the scores didn't necessarily show that they didn't look terrible against Ohio state. Um, and, and, you know, obviously UCF is a pretty good team too. Scored some. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're going to try to score some lanes going to put some points on the board and I think they easily get that minus three. Yeah. And I feel like they're getting slept on FAU is a little bit just because of who they play and they kind of gotten just like absolutely destroyed. But guys, I think one, one of my stats of the podcast, when betting on or against a team that's based in Indiana, I'm two and two and and I am on this pick as well. <laughs> Florida Atlantic minus two and a half. They're going to roll into stinky Muncie, Indiana and sweep the Cardinals out of this fucking little uh, little stadium where everyone parks. I've been to Muncie. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it can be fun. I'll admit. Muncie, little ball state can be fun for a weekend. But God damn, I do not want to live there. Um, it's, uh, not, not, not the best town in Indiana. And if you're thinking of, you know, uh, what a bad town in Indiana is looking like, yeah, that, that's it. Um, so yeah, I'd like that pick a lot. Um, and I'm going to be going with you as well. Probably going to do about four units myself on it. Don't want to go too crazy, but still, I, I really like that. It's one of my top plays, uh, going on to my lock of the week, my favorite pick as well. And Garrett and I talked about this pick beforehand, and we were both kind of, you know, scratching our heads a little bit. My lock of the week is going to be Hawaii plus 21 and a half at Washington. I, I, I've tried to look at this game multiple ways. And I still can't figure out why Hawaii is being like disrespected so bad. Hawaii has played two Pac-12 teams. Two Pac-12 teams. The, the same division that where that fucking uh, I'm blanking where Washington plays. Played two teams in the same division and beat them both. Beat them both by a touchdown, which is Arizona and Oregon State. I know those are not the two best Pac-12 teams. I understand that. But Washington lost last week to Cal, twenty to nineteen, and Cal is at the bottom. is a bottom tier Pac twelve team when it comes to football lately. Um, like Washington didn't even score twenty one points last week, and you're telling me twenty one and a half is not going to cover? Hawaii is a high powered offense. That's like I know this is also Hawaii's first road game, um, and you will worry about when the Rainbow Warriors leave the Big Island. I understand, but I really like Hawaii still with plus twenty one and a half against Washington. Uh, you know, Washington's not the same 
team they have been the past couple of years. They've lost a lot. I mean, a lot of talent. Um, definitely not the team that I expected Washington to be when they came this season, but I did watch the Cal game and I was not impressed. And I've seen Hawaii put up numbers. Their quarterback can sling it. And I'm going uh, Hawaii plus 21 and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of like that. Most of the games I've seen Washington against lesser opponents, it seems to be like a like a 30, 30 to like, no, like when their defense is on, right? You know, so it's like a 30 to nothing game. Like they're not scoring 40 points, right? Washington's not just going to come out and score 40, 50 points. So that's on your side, obviously, because if the spread's 21, then you're saying even on a good day offensively and if they shut you out, they may be covered by like 10 points. But if, if, if Hawaii can even get two touchdowns on the board, I don't see any way they don't cover uh, in this game, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Garrett and I have a few picks similar this week. I think we're both seeing the board pretty well. And when we're both seeing the board pretty well and we're both seeing the same picks, I feel like that's kind of you know a little recipe for success. We're both like an FAU. I agree with him on... That pick, he kind of likes the Hawaii pick. And I think we've got two more that are the same, which will be uh, Maryland and Iowa. Do you want to talk about those two games? Yeah, so so Maryland uh, coming at Temple. And I actually got it at 8.5. I know you said you got it later in the week at 7, which that's worrisome. It's always worrisome. When and it's, eight. It's, it's down to... S- it's down to six and a half now, just saying. Yeah, so that that's obviously a little worrisome because that means the smart money is probably going to Temple. Um but I'm going to ride Maryland. I mean, they're they're coming off a really hot victory. I really think Mike Loxley has things going right there. Um, offensively, I didn't see a single play against Syracuse that wasn't just a perfect offensive call for the situation. So they're rolling. Um, unless Temple can put up some serious points, I really don't see him hanging with Maryland. Um, and then on the Iowa end... Um, I think Iowa State's kind of on a down year, and while they while they usually play Iowa close, and you could argue Iowa's also on a down year, um, I don't think they've missed a beat. They may be missing a, a little bit of production out of the tight end spot, but Kirk Ferentz runs a well-oiled machine. Uh, they're eight wins every single year, um, rarely less, rarely too much more. So um, at one and a half, when when it's basically a pick me, I, I got to take the Hawkeyes there. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't. Yeah, I agree with you, especially you know Maryland's put up over 150 points in their first two games. Um, the offense is hot right now. I know why the money's coming in on Temple, and it's because of this. Maryland's riding high, just had a huge win. Now you're going away and you're playing at Temple, and people think this Temple team's pretty good, which I agree. They have a solid coach. They've had a good team, and they're coming off. Of, another thing to notice: they're coming off a of bye week. Temple has two weeks to prep for this game and at home. So I feel like that's one thing that's steering the smart money. But I still feel like there is that bias that Maryland can't play, which I had the same bias. I promise you. I thought when I saw Maryland on Purdue's schedule, I chalked that up as a W this year. A free W. After watching this thing, I am terrified to play fucking Maryland. I mean, they're quick. They're big, athletic. And didn't their coach come from Alabama? Is that correct? One of the assistants? Yeah, so so Michigan's offensive coordinator uh, now basically co-coordinated with, with Maryland's now head coach, and they were trying to get Josh Gaddis to come along as well uh, until Maryland or until Michigan um, came in kind of at the last moment in that. But, uh, yeah, Maryland's clicking on all cylinders, and honestly, 
I started to realize, I was one of the earlier ones, I think, that realized this even before Loxley came, and, and that was last year. And it was for two reasons. Uh, I got a chance to see him at when they played Michigan. And Michigan eventually put the clamps on him last year, but uh, you could tell they were getting the edge. They had athletes that could hang with Michigan. And then later that same year, um, they put up like 50-some in a, in a close loss to Ohio State. And that's when I was like, okay, like, they're putting up 56 points against against elite athletes, future draft picks, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to expect Maryland to keep having 30-plus point games until they stop. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then my point on Iowa, yeah, I agree. Uh, Iowa State had a big loss with David Montgomery going to the draft, playing for my Bears now. And I know he was like the, you know, the workhorse for them. Had a ton of production. I really like how Iowa's looking, especially with their D end, um, Espineza, or yeah, Espineza holding down the defense for them. And Stanley looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Stanley did too. Um, so I agree. I'm going Iowa there. I have it at two, two minus two. I also have it at money line. Not sure where I want to walk in. I'm, I, I'm confident about them winning a field goal. So I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Iowa minus two. Um, so yeah, that's two more picks. Uh, now, Garrett, you want to kick it off to the NFL? I know we have a few other picks that we both kind of like in the NCAA. We'll, uh, we'll tweet those out, wrap them up at the end of the thing. But uh, let's talk about a little NFL this week. Yeah, I'm happy to move on to the NFL. I will say that the two games I'm just going to throw out there for, for college before I move on is just I, I do think Clemson and Oklahoma are the two large favorites to watch this week. Uh, Oklahoma's playing a UCLA team that I haven't seen move uh, in this season yet. Like I haven't seen them play anything that I would consider college level ball. And then Clemson, uh, obviously two pretty tough games the past two years against Syracuse. I think they're catching Syracuse on a down year as we saw with Maryland last week. So you're going to see Dabo try to put up some points on that, but, uh, on to the NFL. Um, it's going to be a pretty good week in the NFL. I got three games. I'm absolutely huge on and one, you guys will probably miss out on because this podcast won't release until uh, tonight after the game. Uh, and that's Carolina minus six and a half, if you can still get it at that, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and I'm on that as well. We have a little group chat going. We're all on that. Everyone and their mother I've talked to is on this game, and that scares the shit out of me. If people, if everyone's saying one team, I don't like it, especially if the line's not moving. Either. I agree. I agree. You know, like all the people you talk to are saying are saying this, but the line's not moving. That means the money, big money, is coming on Tampa, and a lot of small money is coming on uh, Carolina. I'm not saying like small money, but like a lot of people. It's more of a mask, a more popular vote. But the smaller betters are definitely betting, which is kind of keeping that line where it is. What they call the pigeons. Um, the pigeons are all on Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, pigeons! Pigeons got a bunch of pigeons, so uh, yeah. So we both <laughs> like that game tonight. Uh, you guys are listening to this tomorrow, so you'll see how we did. Uh, I honestly think it's a little bit of a trap game. I have a pretty good size. I got five units on it, so we'll see. Uh, We'll see how it pans out. What uh, what do you like on Sunday now? I know we've got a few ones similar also on this. Yeah, the, the two ones that I'm really focused on are Philadelphia minus one, and I think that's moved up at Atlanta, and then New England minus 18, which has moved up at Miami. Um, start off the Philadelphia game. 
I think Philadelphia, once they kicked off some dust against Washington last week, they looked tremendous. Their offense, I think, scored on four consecutive possessions. Uh, Wentz was lights out. They were distributing the ball. Miles Sanders looked decent. So they have multiple players that can step in and produce at running back. And the Falcons, on the other hand, looked absolutely terrible. Um, So I know that can be kind of a trap when you're just going based on one week, but it's kind of an until proven otherwise type of thing for me. Yeah, and I, hey, I'm on the game with you too. That's one of my picks this week, and I like to talk about. Um, I agree with you there. Falcons, like I said, I, I bet on them last week. I, I had high hopes for them in this season, and I don't want to cut them short now. But I really liked how what I saw from the Eagles in the second half of that game last week. I think they're down even like maybe seventeen seven, twenty one to seven, or something like that. I don't know what the real exact number was, but then they end up winning like two touchdowns. So Eagles look good to end the end the game last week hopefully they can get off to a little bit better starts uh but yeah i'm i'm right there with you eagles i i've told you my concerns with the patriots it's just such a big line and i know miami looks awful and i know they can easily cover it but i'm just gonna pump the brakes a little bit on that one it's, it's another one i'm hearing everybody talk about so i i'm just gonna you know sit back a little bit my another game i like this week i like chiefs minus seven versus the raiders um I think the Raiders got a good, a solid win against the Broncos the other day, but I really think the Broncos aren't that good. And I think the Chiefs are really fucking good. <laughs> Even without Tyreek Hill, I don't think they're going to miss a beat. I, I agree. I, yeah. So, like, I, I even with Tyreek Hill, like, you saw how it went last week. It really didn't affect him too much. You got Simi Watkins out there. You got Kelsey out there. You have uh, – there's, there's, like, a rookie that's pretty much that plays in Hill's spot that's coming in also – He's a stud. Like, trust me, they, they still got weapons out there. They got Williams at running back. Defense looks pretty good. I don't know. They went against a broken collarbone, Foles, and then they went against a rookie, Minshew, from Washington State. Who looked so can't decent. Really judge their defense Can we just that talk game. about Gardner Minshew for a second? I almost bet on Jacksonville this week only because I knew people would be underestimating him. And he was up until the interception, he was one incompletion on like 18 throws. Yeah, dude. Hey, I'm telling you, my favorite college coach plays tomorrow night, Friday. I'm going to say it now anyways. I'm going Washington State minus nine and a half. I know we're off college, but since you brought it up, my man, my favorite coach Mike Leach. in the NCAA football, Mike motherfucking Leach. If you guys don't know who, I'm at, who he is, go look him up on YouTube. Just do like a Mike Leach highlights. And the dude's funnier than shit. He's my favorite coach. I just love how he is. Love how he acts. Uh, my, me and my boy Nick will have a little inside joke going with uh, Mike Leach. We saw a dude with a, a Washington State like sweatshirt at a Purdue game last year when we're playing like a fucking Ohio State, and he looked like fucking Mike Leach. And my, <laughs> we're we're drunk as hell in the bar. We're going crazy. We're screaming Mike Leach. We even got a picture with him. I'll fucking post it on Twitter or something. It was uh, it was fucking hilarious. But yeah, definitely Mike Leach fan. So I, I couldn't agree more. Mike Leach has got him ready, plus eight and a half. We'll see. I like it. Don't like it. (laughs) Kind of like it, though. Not going to say I'm going to pick it on here, that's for sure. But I might take it uh, right before game time. That's a a fact. Um, But yeah, definitely, definitely. That was quite the tangent on Gardner (laughs) Minshew. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I think the Chiefs Chiefs looked, I thought, really good last week. Um, And... The Raiders at, at minus seven, like that, the minus seven lines are always the trickiest in the NFL because of the backdoor cover. Uh, 
in the NFL, it is a known thing. When one team's up two scores and it's like late in the fourth, like let's just say five, six minutes, they are playing pushback off the ball and letting them to basically eat up three minutes of the clock. Drive it down. And so you see backdoor covers all the fucking time for that reason because teams that are up two scores just basically pump the brakes, let the other team kind of waste a little clock, and then take their last possession. Um, So on that end, it's a little scary because Oakland is obviously capable of putting up points. But I agree with you that Denver, I think, is a little overhyped. I think their their defense – People just basically keep assuming that they're bringing the same level of defense. But over the past four years, I think it's slowly, slowly they've gotten older. Um, and it's still good. It's still a solid defense, but it's not what it was. Yeah, they brought fucking uh, the Bears DC Fangio in as head coach. So I thought their defense was going to be insane. But speaking both those games, that's actually another one of my picks now that we talk about it. Bears minus two and a half versus Denver. I'm a Bears fan, ride or die. That offense is coming out this week, and we're humming. I know you probably don't want to play the Broncos and say that, but after how shit that offense looked last Thursday, I promise you Matt Nagy will throw 50 flea flickers, 50 reverses. He's doing whatever the hell. He, he'll come out there and put a damn helmet on score if he has to. Matt Nagy is going to have the offense looking good, and that defense, is, is it's going to be there every weekend. That's not, that's not a question. It's whether the offense shows up. They're going to be all over Denver. Flacco is going to be having oh, a nightmare. Yeah, Flacco uh, is going to get his ass eight. Now, the one thing I guess is is Flacco's probably decent at, at kind of going those uh, those kind of muddied up games. So I guess that could play into it. But I yeah, I don't trust Denver at all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, last game I'll touch on. I'm not going to touch on it. I'll just tell you the pick. Cowboys minus six against the Redskins. I like that also. All the Cowboys look pretty good. I Redskins started off great, but I really think they showed who they really are in the second half, while the Eagles showed who they were. Um, I think it was a tale of two halves, and I want to believe the second half more than I want to believe the first for each of those teams. Well, and without a legitimate quarterback, you're only going to get so far in this league. So you can pull out bells and whistles, um, and you can put points on the board, but at the end of the day, um, it's hard to repeat that success across different defenses, uh, different defenses without um, a quarterback to to that you can trust and rely on. You don't like Case? Situations. You don't like Case? Case, all right. Case ain't bad. He's he's made a career out of out of uh, out of the NFL, but being a second string that one gets a starter spot. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I that, I mean yeah, and and so you guys can can follow us for the rest of our picks. I'll be definitely tweeting out my parlays for the weekend if you guys are trying to get rich on those. Um, I would say we probably revealed about half half of our picks, if that, um, on this show because we want to keep it short for you guys. We want to keep it digestible. Um, just checking in and 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 saying hello every week. So. That basically wraps up the picks. Uh, Tanner, to close us off, I'll I'll finally give the details um, of our contest. Uh, yep. 
So as as previously mentioned in the shows, I'm gonna do we're gonna do a, a fifty dollar Fanatics gift card. If you're unfamiliar with Fanatics, it's an online uh, store with NFL, uh, NCAA, MLB, NBA apparel, uh, NHL, I'm sure soccer, etc. So it's it's just basically a, a big fan store, Dick Sporting Goods, if you will, online. Um, so fifty dollar gift, Ooh, gift card. Look to that. at it. they got some nice stuff on yep, here. Yep, I just ordered uh, <laughs> just ordered a Chargers long sleeve. Uh, so it's like the it's like the ones they wear on the field to train when it's hot, but but they still want a long sleeve. Uh, it's super nice. Got it for forty bucks. So um, they're always doing deals on there. So forty bucks, you know, the fifty dollar gift card. If you win it, you can pick your favorite team and and get a get a nice little long sleeve kind of light zip up uh, for the fall. Um, so there will be three chances for you guys to gain entry into this contest um it will be announced two weeks you guys are listening on friday so it'll be announced two weeks from this friday the 13th so that would be not the 20th but the 27th as when we will announce the winner on our podcast um and we will contact them etc and get that shipped out so how you're going to enter um so we have a twitter for the show set up it is at the fix is live which i will put in the show notes so your first chance to enter is going to be going to the fix is live um, and giving that a follow. Boom, done. You got one entry. Um, you cannot listen to the podcast follow after us this on one. Yep, you you cannot do anything after that. Hands off, and you got an entry and a chance to win your fifty dollar gift card to Fanatics. Um, second one. I mean, guys, if you win fifty dollars with one click, just hit the follow button. I mean, shit. Hit the follow button, you got a chance to win. Yep, you Next do. You one. don't got You don't got a bet. You don't got anything. Um, so that's your first chance. Follow the fix is live. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, the second, um, if you interact with, there will be one tweet that tweets out this podcast. It'll be a link to the uh, Apple Podcast and, and a link to the SoundCloud. Um, and and I will say, you know, this is the tweet, <laughs> so you guys will know. Um, and and if you retweet that tweet. Um, so your followers can see it for us and do us that favor, you will gain a second entry um, into the contest. And then your third entry can be gained when we do our next Friday podcast. And you can do that same thing. Just retweet the tweet to your friends and followers um, and pass the word along. And that's really all we can ask. Uh, We're going to start to try to get a bunch of you guys in there. We're going to start doing live content, live contest. We definitely have tons of plans on the way. It's just about setting up this consistency, getting a, a smaller community of people uh, that really enjoy this type of stuff, um, and then going from there. Uh, so just wrap up. Follow the Twitter at the Fixes Live. Be looking out for us to tweet out this podcast, which obviously, if you're listening, you already know. Um, and then next Friday's podcast to get your third entry. Uh, for a chance to win $50 to the Fanatics online store. Get yourself something nice for the season. Yeah, so all you freaking pansies listening. Now all your pansies, you know who I'm talking to I'm talking to you. I, you're listening now. Get your fucking phone out. Go onto my Twitter. I've already tweeted it out by the time you're watching this. Find the tweet and retweet it, and you bums have a chance to win $50. I'm tired of seeing you bums walk around Walk around town, go to the bars, go to Jersey Tuesdays, and you have a fucking jersey on, and that was shipped in fucking China because it's fake. Time to get fifty dollars, get a brand it's got new. Got the different fu- colors. Yeah, it's, it, it's you got off. people in a Kentucky jersey that's purple, stuff yeah. like that. Like, like holy shit, yeah, boys. get your you fucking self a new jersey. Like 
hook hook us up with a retweet. We're giving you great content. I'm hit. We're hitting both above seventy. I'm hitting like seventy one percent right now. My picks. Garrett just had a fucking eight no week. I mean, holy shit, boys. What else we gotta do? Start helping us out a little bit. Throwing some retweets. Throwing some love. I know I got a few people helping us out, but uh, you know, really appreciate you. Know, anything you guys can do, throw a retweet on it. Like our stuff. Uh, like we said, follow the Twitter. You're gonna get entries to win this fifty dollars. I mean, come on, boys. Come on, boys. I mean, some of you guys don't got jobs. I, literally, we're we're fucking making you all money. We're making you money. We're uh, paying for your wardrobe. You know, we're paying for reward. We're putting clothes on your back, and we're fucking putting money in your goddamn bank, your betting bank. I mean, what else can we do for you? I mean, if I if if I could do anything else, I would. I promise. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think that does it for us. Like we said, uh, announce the con the contest. Looking forward to seeing that. Like we said, two weeks long. Replay what we just said, how to enter. Um, follow us each both on Twitter at TFlyPicks at what's yours? Uh, capital Big Bets. Uh, it's, yeah, it's Capital Bets Big. So CPTL Bets Big. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, like, like I said, fucking go follow us on there at TFlyPicks at Capital Big Bets. Um, we're fucking killing it. Both hitting at 70%. Join the entry. Win this shit. Take our picks. Win more money this weekend. We're just trying to give you guys money. That's it. Hey, boys, it's been a great time. I've had a fun time recording this. It was way better than fucking sitting my ass at at my desk and working all day. I look forward to doing this. And now it's time to close out. Let's go make some fucking money, boys. Let's get it. Yeah, let's win this Carolina game. See you guys.